Welcome to Coaches and Conversations, where we remove the veil and talk about what it's really like to be a woman building a business online. Because here, it's not just business, it's personal. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach and Business Strategist, Tavana Denise. Let's dive in. I can't, I can't, I can't with you, Sean. I, but I am so happy that you agreed to do this with me because I've loved you forever. We met a long time ago. And recently when I went home, uh, when I say home to Atlanta from Mexico to visit, you were like, come stay with me for, yeah. I was there for my birthday. And so like, I want people to know that you are indeed a, a good actual friend of mine. And we had such amazing conversations about success and being single and men and all of these things. And I was like, we need to continue this conversation and maybe talk about this on the podcast because it's, this is part of life. This is part of being a woman in business and the stuff that happens in the background. And Definitely. so with that, please tell the people who you are, because I know who you are to me, but tell, tell them who you are in the world. For sure. And thank you so much, sis. I consider you a sister. Mm -hmm. So I am Sean Thomas. I am a um, original Georgia peach. I am originally from Atlanta and I have a um, marketing agency. I have a digital marketing agency here in Atlanta and I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 11 years. Um, I help small and medium-sized businesses grow their business strategically through digital marketing, social media marketing, and the asset of choice is web design. So that's what I do for my clients here. And we are super successful and I love all of them. <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's, we've had so many conversations about business over the years. I think we met probably 12 years ago and then, you yep. were, or maybe 11, like you were right in diving into the full-time entrepreneurship and what a wild ride it's been in the online marketing space for both Definitely. of us since then. But now we're at this level where, I mean, I consider myself to be successful. You consider yourself to be successful. It's been sustained for a while now. It's not going anywhere. And we're looking or like, we're looking at other parts of our lives because mm -hmm. we're not one dimensional beings. And the topic while I was at your house was like this whole dating thing and <laughs> this whole dating thing and men and all of this, especially while we're trying to run a business. Uh, definitely. And so I got to pause and say that I put on some, for those of you that can't see me, I put on some makeup today because Sean is always getting on me about just do a little, a little lash and a little lip and a little... Uh. I'm like, oh God. Amen. <laughs> it is necessary. <laughs> but okay, but okay, let's go over to that for a second. And I will say, hat off to you. It did take almost exactly five minutes. And I'm like, I was very resistant to it. I but was. why? But you should ask yourself why. I know. Well, that's what I was asking myself while I was putting it on today. And I'm like, wait a minute, that really only took five minutes. So what is the problem? And I think for me, it's a couple of things. It's a rebellion against uh, like women have to put it on to look a certain way to attract a man. And um, what was the other thing that I came up with? And, and it was almost like, 
I'm beautiful without anything. So I don't feel like I need to make myself up. And so I think that's, that's a little bit of it. And I'm sure there's some other things under there, but those were the initial two while I was using five minutes. And that's true. That is so all of those, both of those are really true. However, right. We understand if you are in the space where you want to be in the presence of a man, and I am, (laughs) we know that men are visual creatures, right? And just a little bit, because we are naturally beautiful, we are naturally vibrant, we are naturally radiant. You don't need much. It takes three to five minutes to add just a little bit of touch of a little bit of care. And for me, it's not for anyone else. It's really not for anyone else, for, but me. I sit in my office by myself and I look like this every day. You will not find me in my office without color on my lips. You will not find me ever. <laughs> I sleep with lip balm on. Um, because it's, but it's for me, it makes me feel feminine. It makes me feel beautiful and it heightens up my vibration so that I can walk through earth a little bit differently. So it's a presentation back in the day. I remember, um, my my grandmother specifically, I remember my grandmother telling me that there's just certain things that ladies do, right? Um, there are certain criteria for being a proper lady. And I do pride myself on being a, a proper Southern lady. So this, these were foundational principles that I grew up with. And I know you did too, because your, t- you, your mama taught you how to put on mascara and you taught me. So. Well, actually, <laughs> America, uh, America's Next Top Model taught me how to put on mascara without oh. it clumping. And then I taught you. But I will say my mom was the one that brought me into the Mary Kay business. There we so. go. So it, it's, it's kind of passed down, but realistically, in, in what our, our conversation is today, and talking about men, the one thing, the one compliment that I always get, always get from them is, you stay cute. <laughs> and, I don't, and it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. And I had a, a, a young man tell me the other day, he was like, do you, do you go to sleep with your lip shining? Yes, sir. I do. Yes, sir. I sure do. Well, how you, how do you keep the lip balm? Cause you're wearing colored lip balm. Like I, of course, like me and me and the Vaseline, we are kissing cousins, like literally because I keep it on, but it's not tinted. So how do you keep that off your, your pillowcase? And I know this is okay, not so, a podcast about makeup and stuff, but I'm just curious. I'm not wearing the color to bed. However, so I have... <laughs> I do, but I believe in women taking care of themselves. And this is, this is, this has a lot to do with us in business, right? We get to hustle and we grind in and we, we neglect the things that matter, which is ourselves. So I believe in women taking great care of themselves. So I have a morning routine and I have an extensive night routine. So my night routine um, consists of me putting lanolin. There's a company, I'm not going to promote the company, but there's a specific company that makes this amazing lip balm that is pure lanolin that I sleep in at night. It doesn't come off. It's, it's a little bit heavier. No, it's a little bit lighter than Vaseline, but it stays on and it moisturizes your lips. When you wear a lot of rouge, when you wear a lot of lipstick, your lips can, it can chap your lips, right? So when I put this lanolin on at night, it completely heals, smooths the lips. And I never have chapped lips. And so it's working overnight. Same thing with my face care. I use a face balm that I sleep in at night 
and it's moisturizing my skin at night. It's self-care because I intend intentionally to age gracefully. And I intend for this, this, this beautiful skin to remain with me until I, I see my Lord and Savior. So that takes a little prep. <laughs> it does. Oh, I, I, I literally, I believe that women should take care of themselves. It's not for anyone else. I am single and satisfied. But I have an amazing night routine that relaxes me, that cleanses me of the day. I think for a living. Thinking work is so much easier than labor. I mean, not easier, but it's harder than labor. Labor, throwing boxes on the back of an Amazon truck, probably easier than what I do every day. So I have to decompress. I have to prepare myself for a restful night's sleep so that I can get up and have this smile on my face the next morning. You know, I think that's an interesting thing that you bring up because this has become, I think, a recurring theme of the people that I've had conversations with on this podcast here lately around taking care of ourselves as women in business. Like we're, especially in the coaching and consulting space, we're taking care of so many other people, the, the not just their businesses, because I know you're like me, we're, we're not just taking care of the person's business. We are invested in the person themselves. Like we're taking care of them. And so then it's like, well, who's taking care of us? And if we don't do it, who will? And, and so it's, it's so interesting because you and I still had, we have that little silent debate about, do we need to wear makeup or whatever? Like, I'm just debating you, you're sold on your, your thoughts about it. But even my brother would say, you know, do you look good or do you feel good? Uh-huh. And to him, cause I have thoughts about this. He's like the model and the creative and the, all of this stuff. And he's like, no, nah, if I put on an outfit or something and I look good, then I feel good. Definitely. And then I say the reverse, if I feel good, I know I look good to people like because of that, that radiance that you spoke of. And I think it's maybe and a balance. You can have both. It's like, you remember, um, there was some, you know, I'm really not a, a person who's all about celebrities, but somebody said it's like having on, <clears throat> of course it was female. It's like having on a beautiful matching bra and panty set. You walk a little different when you know that up under there, a little something, something going on. <laughs> you walk a little different. It's like me, if I, my kids knew when they were growing up, my kids knew if I put on some blue, because I worked in, when I worked in corporate, you have to wear a certain attire to corporate. I had my suits and everything. It's just, it's different. But when I, when they knew, when mama came home and put on her blue jeans, rolled them up at the bottom and put them heels on them boots. Goodness. Oh, it's, they knew that we finna go out and they finna have to be embarrassed because I'm finna sashay. <laughs> Mama finna swing. <laughs> you do sashay when you walk over this. <sighs> they oh, know wow. I'm finna sashay because it's a different energy. <laughs> okay. So it's about the energy. It's self-care and energy. And so <laughs> okay, let's take that to like, a, like using that energy out to bring this man in. Cause we, I, I really wanted to talk about like, what is it like being at the place where we are in, in life and in our businesses and we're currently single and mm-hmm. Like, just what is that like for you? Because I know I'm my current status is single, but that's not necessarily where I want to be. And the same thing for you. So what has your experience been like in, in that space? I've had wonderful experiences. I haven't had a bad experience, but 
I'm setting up my expectations, right? With dating right now, because I really, I don't want to be single. I deserve to be married. And my ultimate goal for 2022 is to be engaged or married by the end of the year. And it is an intention. And I believe that if I put the same fervor as I have in putting my, making my success a priority, that I'm, I can make this a priority. So I'm restructuring how I run my business. I'm restructuring how many hours I work so that I can be ready, primed, and prepared for him who is coming for me. So while I'm, while I'm in my singledom, right, <clears throat> dating has been intentional. So I already know what my core values are. My core values are the same in my business. I look at them every day as I sit in this office, and that's what's important to me. So I'm asking pertinent questions. I'm not interviewing per se, but I ask pertinent questions of these men that are vetting, that I'm vetting. Um, to make sure that they are ready and prepared for 30 or 40 of the sweetest years that we have ahead, right? Because I am not in my 20s anymore. So I want to make sure that this next, this next go-round is the last go-round and I have my best, my last best first date and it continues forever, right? So dating for me, have I run into some duds? Yes, but they'll, they'll, they're aware that they're not the one. And it's, you know, you bow out gracefully. There's, there's language. Like we are, you know, we are co commanders of the English language. So there are beautiful ways to let people know that it was really nice meeting them and good luck with their search, which is, you know. I, I <laughs> hollered when you said that. When you were like, <laughs> good luck with your search. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that, that, that's pretty clear right there. And it's that's pretty clear. And it's, it's not, it's not mean, it's kind. Now, have I, um, have I had some people to be in their, their feelings? Yeah, they're getting their feelings. Cause of course I am lovely. They fall in love quick. However, listen, I've been proposed to seven times. I am desirable out here in these streets. However, I am not looking <laughs> <laughs> girl, hot tamales up. I, okay. Anyway, so they are not the one that choose. I'm the one that choose. And I know what my life, what I desire for my life to look like. And that is a question that I ask of them. What would my life look like? What would a Saturday morning look like if I was with you? I want to know how would us, how would my Saturday morning look with you? What would my life look like? You know, are you prepared? I want to make sure you're prepared for such a woman as me. Cause I'm not looking to help you build. I'm, I'm, I got two years before 50 is at celebration time and I'm not looking to help you start anything. Be prepared, be ready. So, okay. So what do you think is the biggest challenge when you're at a certain level in your business, multiple six figures and you and I are top earners in at this point in the, definitely in, in the country and in the world, the world. Right? Mm -hmm. so what does life look dating look like what does that vetting process look like when you already know coming in you're going to mo most likely out earn a potential partner not really I don't want to out, out. <laughs> so I'm not looking to that like it's possible I'm not saying it's, that that we end up with somebody and we can call in the millionaires or whatever but like I really am interested to know if we're on a, a, a tinder bumble whenever these one of these sites are the majority of the people on those sites are not making multiple six figures but my profile eliminates 
people who can't afford the lifestyle that I have. So there's okay, say more about that. There's a science to these dating sites. And I have taken the classes. I have read the books, right? Because I have never been on it. I have never needed. Listen, I'm gorgeous. I have never needed to be on a dating site prior to COVID. And I didn't believe in it. I thought that people online were weird. I still Girl, people who have to find people online in my in my old school thinking be prior to COVID-19. I didn't I didn't need that. Me, I walk, listen, I walk out. Hey, <laughs> it just is what it is. I've never needed it. But when COVID happened and you can't get out and you can't mingle, there's no more business meetings. Um, it's not safe to go to the rooftops anymore in Atlanta. You know, you have to uh, uh, acclimate to the times and then talking to other people who had been perusing online dating sites and sharing how you navigate and how much more efficient it is versus you know the old yeah yeah I'm 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 with it now girl I'm professional I'm professional so I I get it so in all of my reading and all of my books and understanding what I found was and even talking to friends who really found great mates online I really found out that you have to just approach it with the intention the intentionality like you would a business it is how are you presenting yourself the same way you represent your business to attract a higher clientele of mm-hmm. the prospect is the same way you represent yourself on a dating site or any kind of um, dating apparatus. It's like, how are you presenting yourself? My marketing in my business completely repels the startup entrepreneur. It completely repels anyone who doesn't know exactly what they're doing. If they're not credible, if they don't know what they're doing. So therefore mm-hmm. my marketing on, in the dating atmosphere is the same. I am a, I travel I love to dress up and be fancy. I am an avid jewelry wearer. I don't look like I have an appetite for McDonald's. Hello. Goodness. Just saying okay. that. So every picture, I go to high-end events. You know, when, when we have events, I'm, I'm at luxury retreats. I am in, you know, gowns and sequins. So those are the kind, I have a life. So those are the kind of pictures that are presented. It eliminates folks, and this is not to say anything, but it eliminates folks that work in the warehouse. It eliminates the people that are the baggers at Kroger. It just does, because I don't look like I belong. Look at my nails, girl, these calls. It don't, it don't look like I, it don't look like you can help that. And then in the conversations that we have, I let them know I take great care of myself. Every Friday I'm at the spa and they'll say, men will say, I got to make sure I can afford you. Exactly. Okay. Okay. We approach it. We approach it. You got to think about it from the same way. How do you vet your clientele, especially for business owners? How do you vet your clientele? How do you let people who are prospects know if they fit or not? It's the same way on our personal lives. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you bring up an interesting parallel there mm-hmm. um, because I always talk about uh and you may talk about this too, like marketing is around building a relationship with people and entering the client coach relationship. I also, it's so interesting now that we're talking about this and dating and like all of these parallels. I, I often use a wedding as, as a metaphor for doing a launch. Like there are all of these things that go into a wedding. 
uh-huh. and it's really for the other people and you get to reap the benefits as well. So that's a, it's really interesting to think about it in that way. And, and you also bring up an interesting point about are we being thoughtful and intentional about how we present ourselves to our clients so that we on purpose repel those who are not a, a, a premium right fit client right fit Mm -hmm. marketing should i say this all the time marketing should not only attract it also should repel and it just should right i am very bold i'm very outspoken i'm very lively i am an extra extrovert so if you're very mute monotone calm nine times out of ten i'm not your person i'm gonna get on your nerves and you're gonna really you know not make me excited about working with you so marketing should do both it should attract as well as repel okay Um, yeah on on that note it's like oh my gosh as we're having this conversation I'm like it's all the same right because we're talking about we want to attract a certain mate. We want to repel a certain kind of person. And in, in saying that, I, I know in my spirit, some people bristled when you said we should repel people (laughs) in terms of the marketing, because there are so many people, myself included at times who is like, but there won't be enough. So if, if like I've, I've worked and am working through that in business, but it's like, that's a little stickier when it comes to the, the, the male species. So like, what's your thought process on that? Listen, let me tell you what somebody told me, right? Somebody told, cause I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, where the mar- the market has always been presented as there are 10 women for every one man, one male, and the men know this. So every one male who uh, agrees with that can have, he know he has his pick. So he's very, very um, indiscretionary about how he, how he moves along the Atlanta lines. However, that is not the truth. And this is the, this is the thing, like the one thing that I really have um, a, a real mindset shift with these women is women don't live in real truth. Real truth is there are billions of men on the earth. So my desire, because I'm an African-American woman, I want an African-American man. So my desire is um, to have a beautiful love relationship with an African-American man who is successful and and really whole and aware in his own right, right? So what this lady told me was, she was like, the truth is there are more than enough men. So she gave me an assignment that was impactful. She said, we were in D.C., and she said, as you go home, when you leave D.C., I want you to physically count each African-American man that you see. That's funny. My my EFT practitioner just gave me a very similar assignment, but more in the couple space. Mm-hmm. Like physically count each African-American couple that you see to right. just tell, teach your brain to look for it because I, of course I lived in Atlanta for 16 years and that just people just throw that stat around like it's nothing and then the more times you hear it the more it becomes truth and so the more you look for evidence of the truth because if your brain believes it then it can't it can't see the anything else it like puts blinders on to filter out everything else and so she had me do the same thing just start looking for 
couples. Mm -hmm. And so for me, for me, and she said, it doesn't matter if they are workers, just count the individual men. And by the, from the time I hit the um, Dallas Fort Worth airport to get into Atlanta, I had already counted 63 men. So I was like, okay, so now that's not the truth. It's not the truth. And um, it just changed everything. And so all of my single friends, I gave them that same assignment because I've lived in the suburb of Atlanta where that's very, very, um, it's, it's not minority. <laughs> but even in that scenario, when you train, when you're looking for what you seek, you will see it. Therefore, we're not even, we're walking through earth and not even noticing. Mm -hmm. So another thing that she said about this exercise is it makes you really keenly aware of your surroundings. And you'll see how many people are looking at you. And she said this to me because I'm, I was in a working environment with her because she's one of my clients and I'm in this working environment. And of course I am gorgeous. I am beautiful. I am sexy, all of the things. So as I, as I am working, there are people paying attention to me, but I'm in work mode. So I'm not paying attention. And so men are talking to me and I'm, they're asking me questions to assist me and I'm not picking up that they're really interested in me because I'm not reading the cues because I'm not attentive. So mm -hmm. her, her, her assignment makes me more attentive innately. Now it's because when Pete, when any man is in my presence, my, my energy shifts and they have full attention and it, it makes my, it makes my shoulders relax. Girl, it's, it's different. When you really pay attention to a, a men around you, any man, any man, old, young, children, male children, when, when you train your body and when you train your, your senses to be different, when male energy is around, your shoulders relax. You do, you, you know, you lean in a little bit more. I wish you could see this pose that she just hit. <laughs> just hold it there one second. <laughs> I'm just like, what is happening right now? Because, listen, <laughs> you know, I, I gotta say, I love you so much because, you know, some people like, I, I, I hate it. I'm not, I'm gonna say this just because this is the vernacular that the world knows. And I want you to know that I love absolutely every piece of you, but you extra. You extra so and extra. I love it. And so I love extra. it. And, and this is, this is one of the reasons why I love being around like you because it's like unapologetically extra you mm -hmm. know and it's not a problem and just turn it up like I, <laughs> they can't see this but your hair is purple yes. it's, it's been purple for years mm -hmm. like you and I are both purple people we love it and at one point my hair was purple too but it's just like you gotta have a certain uh sense about yourself to ro roam around this earth with purple hair and don't care definitely but again I, I preface this with I'm an extra extrovert but I always I kind of always have been a little bit different but it works for me in all aspects it works for me business-wise going having purple hair was like the biggest marketing best decision ever because if people don't know my name they know me by the lady with the purple hair but when back to this whole dating thing it's the difference between regular, if you had lined 10 women up and everybody is in their, their regular boss lady stance 
and then I'm there and I'm leaning in and I'm flirty and I'm smiling and I'm winking and I'm waving and I'm blowing kisses and I'm saying like at the end of the day when I talk to men even my friends I have five amazing friends that are in my life and I started noticing I never noticed how they treated me right so I'm now I'm (laughs) imploring their help in me vetting these men so they're spending more time with me they're asking me about my dates and as they take me to lunch as they take me to breakfast I'm noticing how they treat me it's normal they've always treated me this way so it's normal for me but I didn't I didn't even recognize that that's what I desire anyway I've never had to open a door for myself with my five friends that the way they, you know, they'll call me and it's not, these are real friends. I've never slept with these friends. These are like my brothers. So Mm -hmm. when they call me they're Hey babe, how are you? What's going on? If I need anything, what do you need me to do? Um, Don't buy this, buy that. Don't take your car here. Like it's the level of care, but these are like my brothers. So if my brothers can, cause I don't have, I've never had a father figure in my life at all. So I don't have that you know, that level of understanding or treatment, mm-hmm. but the way that my, my brothers, my, 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 the people who have, you know, solidified this space in my life, the way that these men treat me, I just start now have started noticing, right. I've never, I never pick up when I tell you, when they take me out, I don't, I know I don't have to pick up my purse. I don't have to have my purse. I never have had to have my purse. I've never had to open a door, you know? So if they treat me like this, why was I not expecting this in my, in my relation, my love relationship life from any other man? Cause they've been with me when I was married, when I was dating before, these are, these are men that have space in my life. Um, and had, did help me walk through when I did get divorced the last time and told me who I really told me who I was. And I'm like, why well, y'all didn't tell me this before, mm-hmm. you know, but everybody has to be open to listening. But it's now that I'm aware, sometimes we're just not aware and we walk through the earth, you know, as our norm and it takes something to shake us up. And for me, it took my client, Debrina Jackson Gandy, to just shake things up a little bit for me to really see things from a different perspective. Yeah, it's like, it's exactly what you said. It's almost like an awareness, an awakening. And these people have been around you all this time saying, treating you the way that you you wanted to be treated, but like it, and so them telling you who you are, and you like discounted, eh, but you want this over here and this over here is not treating you the way. So it's a real interesting thing. I wonder, do you have any theories on why we do that? Because I can definitely see as I'm listening we, to you talk girl, we that, think we, that I've we done think, that. We think we know, we think we know. And this is what, this is, and we have to give them permission. I get, after this last relationship, after my last divorce, I gave them all permission to be brutally honest with me, right? When people, when men, especially when men, when men love you, they just want to see you happy. They're not going to tell you anything that you, they don't think you want to hear. But one of, one of my, um, one of my brothers, Tim, he, the, the relationship I had that really almost, it just really broke my heart. Um, he told me, he was like, I knew. So what, what had happened? <laughs> is I was dating a guy 
that chased me down. I dated him for four years, dated him for four years, found out on Facebook that he was married, had been married 25 years. And that broke my heart because that is not who I am. I am not that chick, but I got caught up. And I, when I told him, I, of course, I go to them crying. Oh my God, I can't believe it. And he was like, I told you he was married. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You never told me. He was like, yeah. He said, remember that day when you met this dude and I met, because they, they always meet my guys. When I met him and I was up putting, putting the bookshelves in downstairs in the house, I told you, I said, he married. And he was like, no, he not. He's not married. And you told me all the things and I let it go because you weren't ready to listen. And I said, four years later, I found out and then my heart broke. He was like, but you, I told you, because I knew him. Military people re recognize military people. And he said, I knew him. You know, I, I saw him, not I knew him, but I saw him. But you weren't open to hearing. So you just let it ride out. And I said, well, I don't want to be her anymore, right? If you see something, shake me until I hear it, because that broke, it broke my heart. But Oh, I had two, two of the guys in my life say that about two of the men that they, they met that saw those men that I didn't see. So if you're going to have great guys in your life, you have to lean in and trust their intuition because men recognize men just like women recognize women. And you got to be open and give them permission to talk to you or, you know, say it to you until you get it. They have real permission. Now, listen, don't let me make no more mistakes. <laughs> right right yeah like the people that really care about you give them full permission to say what they see it's kind of like they see something say something mm -hmm. but we have to be like willing to receive uncomfortable information yeah. as exactly well. exactly because I do remember I remember that day of him putting in the shelves and I was so excited about this new guy and he treated me so well but hmm That part. Yeah, that part. So you are going to take, like, I loved what you said about living in real truth mm -hmm. and just challenging some of what we believe about men and what's possible for us. And, and just that simple assignment is if we don't think there are enough men or who, women, if that's what we're into. Yeah, just whatever. go and count them physically, like get data, get evidence and start to train our brains to see something different. I love yeah, that. To see the truth. And then yeah. even in, and you know, we've had this conversation too about business, right? What's our, what's as a woman in business, what's the truth around how we operate even in our business? You know, one of the things that has broken me as a woman is really looking at men as the identity of what success looks like, you know, um, how they how they move in the dating realm is very, very different. When I when I talk to an entrepreneurial man, it's very, very different. It's very, very different. And I know this. Right. So mm -hmm. I, I think that it would help. Conversations like this is very, very beneficial, especially for women, because there's not a lot of mainstream um, conversations around how women move, right? Mm -hmm. All the major books, the bestsellers are all written by men, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I remember, I'll never forget when you called me that one time and you were just done. Um, it was Gary V, Gary uh. Vaynerchuk, and you were talking about 
how he he was the hustle and go hard and no sleep and all this other stuff. And the, the moment when you, I don't know if he did a live or something where you had heard him say, oh, but I'm doing all of this because I got a wife that's taking care of my little kids at home. And you had your no, kids and you were like, why am I trying to keep up with this man? And we don't even have the same kind of situation. Listen, no, the problem was he wasn't saying that. So he was on live and Sasha and the babies was in the back. And he basically was saying, oh, this is what I got going on. And you don't you don't need to sleep. And I get up at 3 a.m. And then I go work out and I never miss a day. But you see her in the background taking care of them kids. He also talks about how she's responsible for taking it. She's about she's getting ready. The, the kids ready to go to school and she's preparing their lunch. And they have a housekeeper that cooks the food. And I'm like, mm-hmm. sir, without all that happening in the back. You can't be great. You can't be you. You know, he's talking about how he has 18 hour days. Well, who putting the babies to sleep, honey? Who checking homework? Who taking them to karate? Who, who's making sure that the parent teacher conferences get, get taken care of? Who's joining the booster club? All of the things that rest on the chest of the women mm-hmm. who listen to men talking about how to be successful and it doesn't align. So there's a very popular book that's out right now. I don't know if I told you what I'm listening to, but I'm re- I'm listening to the audible of this super super popular book right now and it's a yellow book with a four 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 word type four letter title that is phenomenal. However, it's by a man. Mm-hmm. And how he he's explaining exactly how he thinks and he's explaining exactly how his wife felt and I understand because but where's her book because as he's explaining this level of success and this phenomenal hundreds millions of dollars of earnings how he navigated how how the family dynamic has navigated and how this level of success and how he attained it all mm-hmm. the pieces that's missing the pieces that I identify with the pieces that you know I'm still trying to figure out are unanswered because where's her story in that? Right, right. Where's her story? Because at the end of the day, there's a, um, Oprah Winfrey always talks about, you know, I remember all of the, the talk about why she don't have kids. She should have kids. You should be a mom. And she's like, I have the aspirations to have my career be a certain level. Then I'm going to choose either. I'm going to be a great mom or I'm going to be a great businesswoman. And she chose to be a great businesswoman because can you have both? Yeah. But there are going to be sacrifices. I chose the only reason I have my own business is because I'm a mom and I'm a mom first. So I chose entrepreneurship so that I could have the freedom to be a better mom because corporate America was taking every ounce of every inch of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed to be at home more with my kids. So that, that forced me into entrepreneurship, but it was a decision based on the fact that I was a mom. But that's why I say more conversations like these, but we have to even amplify those on a higher scale because this number one best-selling book written and in audible is only telling one side of the story. The Gary V's, the Grant Cardone's, the Eric Thomas's cannot be them without the women that are in the background. Mm -hmm. They can't, but that part is not what's highlighted. What's highlighted is the hustle, the grind, the never, the never sleeping, the always being in ideation mode. And at some point, at some point in my day, the day has to be over because I got to switch and be in mommy mode. 
because she deserves it. My daughter deserves, my 10 year old that's at home right now deserves that. Yeah. Ooh, honey. Like that would take us down to a whole nother rabbit hole, but this conversation does need to need to continue. And, and I do want to continue it and talk about like how, how are the moms that are yeah. in the online space managing both? Because we do need to have the voices of more women who have had success, who do have the kids. And so thank you for, for that piece because I, I personally can't speak to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so before mm-hmm. I ask you my last question, Sean, please tell the people where they can find you, follow you and tap into your wisdom. Okay, for sure. I am at Sean Thomas Biz on everything. And Sean is S-H-A-N. So at Sean Thomas Biz on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, I'm not on TikTok. I have an account, but I refuse. So I am normally active always on Facebook and Instagram, but LinkedIn as well is at Sean Thomas Biz. Awesome. Okay. So the last question I have for you is if you could go back and talk to a former version of yourself, what piece of advice would you give her? To do less, Mm. to do less. I think that um, less is more. I talked to one of my amazing clients yesterday and she had me write down, she said, simplicity, um, simplicity provides uh, what did she say? It was a, it was a, a sentence that she gave me. Sim- simplicity provides prosperity. Um, and I think that that's the case. The more simple I make my business, the more simple I make my life, the better it is doing less. And, you know, I come from a, 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 a lineage of women who believe that we needed to just do everything and work everywhere. I'm a pillar in my community. I'm volunteering. I'm an advocate, a community advocate. I volunteer in my church. I work in the school. I'm a booster mom. I'm the cheerleading coach. I'm I'm everything in all the capacities. So because I'm helping, I'm doing, I'm doing. And as a black woman, we're told that so much. That's how the avatar of the strong black woman. But one of the things that I've learned is that people don't normally come to the help of those that are strong. You know how the the, um, the Facebook meme goes around, check on your strong friends because nobody mm-hmm. checks on the people that are strong. So do less, do less. Don't be the bearer of all the things and carry the heavy load. Do less, say no more. Okay. You know? Yeah. Say no more. Have time to rest. Have time where there's nothing on the calendar so you can hear your own thoughts. Yeah, I love me some good hammock time. Hello. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, sis, for for just one, for being you and for this conversation that we've started here. And I will talk to you soon. Yes, thank you. (laughs) 